Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Everybody, the Lunacy Podcast, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sterling. I am Tony Pervenanzi. We are coming today from Omni Brewing Company in lovely Maple Grove, Minnesota. Guys, uh, this is our what? Well, it's third our time. third time here. It's yeah, I think Dave's it'd be second my time. Second podcast. Yeah. So, as you guys don't know, listen, um, our first recorded podcast from a brewery was here at. Omni started kind of the whole shebang for us, I guess. It did. Calling breweries and saying, hey, can we come out? And they've been great. Uh, once again, Omni was like, yeah, come on out. Have some fun. Do a podcast. Yeah, and then the uh, the first one that I was a part of was actually, it's kind of fitting that we're here at this time of the year, just yep. after the season ended, because our uh, the second podcast we did here last year in, was it November? Was it was the last game. Of last season. game. It was season, decision yeah. day. We were sitting, yeah. you know, at one of these yeah. tables October. watching, watching yep. uh, the the loons play. Wasn't it in Columbus? I think. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Started out okay. It was delayed. <laughs> oh, that's right. And we had to start the podcast the before delay, the yeah. game ended. Ideally, we're hoping um, to do it after. But, yeah. But anyways, uh, here we are. But here we are. Uh, you guys got some flights here. I got the Oktoberfest because of October and what the hell, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys got some flights. What did you guys uh, get? Well, I uh, I did indeed get a flight. I started. I've only just had a few sips of the uh, first one, which was the Melt, and it's their uh, raspberry passion fruit smoothie sour. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I like it. And, and as far as sours go, it's 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 good. You know, it's 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 got that sour twang to it without you know, but it's not too bitter. Yeah. And actually, this is interesting because it says it's their first sour of 2019. Mm. It's their first smoothie sour, mm. and it's the first time they've brewed with passion fruit. So wow, it's uh, interesting. Cool. It's kind of low. IBUs are low, like I said. It's so it's not too bitter, but it still has got that nice sour taste mm. to it. So. It looks like fruit punch. Yeah, it looks like it doesn't taste like fruit punch. I mean, Five Alive does that ring a bell to anybody? Five make, Alive make, is that does that ring a bell to you? I'm trying to. think. What was that? It was kind of a. It was back in the day, the old school. Like you'd take it, frozen concentrate and mix it up. Hmm. Oh, no, no. I have no idea. No, I don't know. But no, it doesn't quite ha- it doesn't quite taste like fruit punch, but I like the fact that it's it's good. it's sour without yeah. being bitter. No. David, what'd you try first? Uh, so I went with the Birdie Putt first. It's Ooh. a Minnesota IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good. They actually um, first time they had it out was when Dave, what uh, golf outing was that? Was that the 3M? Yeah, it was, it was the inaugural 3M Open yeah. up in uh, Blaine. And they made it for that. Okay. I guess it's now available at that golf course year-round, I guess. They cool. They're saying they're making it for that golf course. So Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's an IPA, but mm-hmm. I, to me, it's 
kind of more of a pale ale. Yeah. It's not nearly as hoppy as most IPAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember trying it at the three. I was at the uh, second round, the third round of the three M Open. And I tried it up there at their. Uh, they had a big kind of craft brewery tent, and mm-hmm. I tried it there. And I just remember it was fairly hot that day, and it was kind of refreshing. Refreshing. Um, we want to say congratulations to somebody, uh, David. You want to do the honors? Yeah, uh, Jeff Reuter uh, was married this weekend to uh, Kate. If I. I feel really bad because I forgot. I, I'm pretty sure it's Kate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if, if Jeff does listen to us, which I have no idea if he actually does. Well, I'm, might. Sure, I'm sure he um, does. He's and kind of suggested maybe he does. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think, you know, when we ran into Jeff out in Madison, uh, you and I, David, uh, yeah. she, she at least there. knew of us. She was there with him. I mean, yeah, 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 she was. Yeah. So congratulations to him. Yeah, definitely. Many years of fantastic marital bliss. Yes. Uh, congratulations, Jeff. Um, so we only have two games to talk about here, guys, and I'm going to do them quickly because, A, they were the last two games of the season. Uh, one of them was over two weeks ago, the game that we were at. Well, yeah, it was a good, six, what, 16 days yeah. ago, the 29th of September. And um, really, I mean, there's not much to say about those two games other than they kind of set us up for where we're going to be and where we are at in the playoffs. But we were at the game, LAFC game, a couple weekends ago, yeah. Sunday. Um, the only thing I remember from that game is they gave us a nice beanie cap. Yep, and Target had free scarves. Target had free scarves, and, which I gave and, to my daughter. And, of course, uh, and that was because it was fan appreciation night being yeah. the last home game of yep. the regular season, that is. And I will say this, the turf looked like shit. Yes. I mean, we so before the game started, Chris Wright came out and said they were, they were replacing the turf because they had uh, drainage issues underneath. Yep. Um, so the grass was terrible at the end of the season. Yep. After the game was over, they tore that thing up and they replaced it because a they've got a football game the sat next it's coming up Saturday. Correct. And they, of course we have the playoff game coming. Right. Up. Yeah. Like, so they had to replace it, which was good because it looked horrible. Yeah, and you know I I hate to be the person that's in charge of whatever company's product liability insurance. Yeah. Well, because yeah. that's going to be a hefty bill. Yeah. Because oh, I'm sure they're going to end up paying for obviously the repair, mm-hmm. the removal, the replacement. replacement. Yep, it's going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. That's going to mm-hmm. be expensive. Well, I mean, they, I mean, they hadn't released the. De- I mean, it was a, it was a faulty drainage system. Yeah. yeah, is what yeah. I found. I mean, they they never really got into details as far as why. It was and faulty. my and my guess is quickly is that we had so much rain this year. I don't know if that system was capable of handling the amount of rain we had. Well, yeah, and I don't know if they ever. Kind of figured that into their equation about how much rain we could potentially get around here. And it, so. I mean, if I if I'm correct, Target Field has mm-hmm. a similar drainage. System, yeah, right. They, they right take there. that drainage water and f- and they, yeah. they, they, they back filter the it and use yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know if it if it was the same company. I believe it was. Yeah. That yeah. would be bad news because it would be. Yeah. They should know better. Well, maybe they don't know how to do soccer stadiums. Yeah. <laughs> what. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first one. We'll try this out. Yeah. Um, so the LAC game, guys, we end, ends up in a one-to-one tie. Um, the biggest things I can think of from that game was uh, Vela getting his, what was it, record-tying record goal. Which was a beauty. Which was a beauty. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. it was. Um, other than that, I mean, I... I guess I went to this game thinking that we a tie would be okay with me because it is LAFC. Well, yeah, that and, and remember, you know, as as you looked at the at uh, LAFC's lineup, 
I mean, it was uh, their A squad. It was their A squad. Yeah. They're, they they we, played part. Going into it, you could kind of question, you know, what did they have to play for? Because number one, at that point, you know, over two weeks ago, with two games or more, to, with two games or more remaining in the regular season, they had already clinched the supporter shield. shield. They were good to uh, go. They, of course, then already had clinched the number one seed in the Western Conference. So they really didn't have anything to play for. They were going for the record. Yeah, this so, is what they were going for. Yeah, so yeah. and they certainly were because everybody was there, including Vela, and, and, and it was a strong lineup. So and, yeah, uh, you know, I think it it was a it was a good show for playoff teams. Yeah, that are going to face us. That oh well, yeah, they can. They've proven twice now the Loons mm-hmm. have that they can shut down LAFC. They can, and that's good because if the uh, if, I mean we'll talk about it later, but if the Loons do in fact win this coming Sunday. At Allianz in their first, yeah. uh, their opening round matchup against uh, LA Galaxy, they will be going back on That's the right. road to LAFC. So right. we tie up the score. It was, it was late, just, in the, late in the game. Yeah, was it was it? just five minutes later after yeah. Velas was in the 70th minute, and then um, Boxel had a kind of a, I guess you'd call it, a glancing header off a long, long set piece from Jan Gregus. So, yeah. to, so just five minutes later. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. Um, it's a good game, tied one one. Uh, didn't affect our, really didn't affect our standings. No, we went all. in second, left second, left second. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a couple things. I mean, if we're just doing like the thirty thousand feet kind of perspective, I mean, I I, I looked at Angelo Rodriguez came in in the forty fifth minute at sub. Yeah, uh, was for uh, Toy, but uh, he looked good. Uh, he had some opportunities. Yes, he didn't convert them, but he definitely had some good looks. I thought him and Darwin. Uh, kind of showed their old old form a little bit. Um, Darwin had you know almost had a near goal headed from a, a Angelo Rodriguez pass through the box. So I think there was some some uh, reasons for reasons to be optimistic. And uh, like Tony said, it was entertaining. It was, I mean, I know Brian Rodriguez for uh, LAFC. He had two off the woodwork. I think one was off the post and one was off the crossbar. Yeah. So it, it was entertaining. Manone showed up again like usual. He he had a terrific game. Yeah. So, yeah, entertaining. Um, so we come out of this game with a, you know, we're still in second place, right? Yeah. Um, but so we go into the Seattle game, and pretty much the second place is still in our in our hands at this point. Yeah, all we need to do a draw. Yeah, right. that's all we need to do. So we're going, hey, well, we still it's still in our hands. Yeah. But uh, decision day. And... Uh, was marred by bad decisions. Marred by bad decisions. <laughs> which David is going to talk about. Because um, we started this game out in what formation, David? Uh, the, the, the bad one. 4-3-3. Oh. And the reality is we had success of the 4-3-3 once this season. Oh. And that was actually an adjustment in the second half oh. against, uh, for God's sake, now I don't even remember who it was. We were losing. We yeah. made the adjustment and we tied. Was that Portland? It might have been. Yeah. And it, in any case, I think it was Portland. Um, we made the adjustment yeah. when it took over the game and we got our tying goal. Yeah. And it saved us. Yeah. But when we actually started the game with a 4-3-3, it has yeah. never been successful at any time yeah, this season. Yeah. In fact, I don't even know 
in 18 or 17, no. Was it ever successful? No. And, never has been. And so I mean, and it was just a bizarre decision. And, yeah. and looking back, I, I mean, I again, I can't rattle off the games. I mean... It, we're talking about a handful of games where they attempted to, to start with oh, a 4-3-3. Yeah, it sure. wasn't the yeah. majority. And the interesting thing about I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in those cases, a lot of that had to do with injuries, maybe international yes. call-ups, yeah. you know, situations where they had to make a formational exactly. change because of the personnel. The, that's exactly correct. But yeah. I don't think you could say that. We had nothing. We had no reason whatsoever right. to go into a 4-3-3 against Seattle. None. Wow. Yeah. And it, what was even worse about it was... That we started Ethan Finley, who has been terrible when yeah. he's played in a four three three. So it it was it was really mind boggling. It was one of those decisions where I was sitting there. I'm like, well, this is practically reason enough to not even consider Heath for coach of the year. Yeah, because this type of decision is just mind boggling. It does make sense. And yeah, another so yeah. And for as long as we're speaking about the four three three formation. You know, and, and and the lineup itself is, you know, what was there prior to, you know, decision day in Seattle, you know, Robin Lude was in the lineup for the last, what, four games prior, at least three prior. I think it was probably four, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, say what you will about his performance in said games, but he wasn't in the starting 11. And I only make right. that note is because it's kind of a significant change, you know. Yeah, it, it is. Um, and it now, mind you, in theory, I wouldn't want Lude in a four-three-three. No, he's not a direct player. He's no. a little bit more. Uh, I have to bite my tongue when I say this, but he's a little bit more creative. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, um, and and he's just not really that that type. He definitely isn't fast, yeah. so he's not that type of guy that. You want on the edge coming on four feet, so that made sense. At the same time, Dave, as you pointed out, he'd been in the lineup starting yeah. for three, four games. So yeah. why in the world would you pull him at this point? Yeah, there's no reason. Um, it's it's just a weird thing that we that Heath has always had an issue with consistent li- lineups, consistent formations. Changing things it's up very like, weird yeah. on the fly. I mean, yeah. why go into this game with a four three three? Especially when it it, it means something. Yeah, it means something, and honestly, I I said weeks ago, I guess episodes ago, that when we got to the playoffs, I wasn't really concerned, if we got to the playoffs, um, I wasn't really concerned about anyone. The only team that I was worried about was LAFC. Yeah. And even at that point, we had beaten them. Mm -hmm. So to go into Seattle and think you have to all of a sudden alter everything, it just didn't make sense to me because I don't... don't think we should be that scared of Seattle. Yeah, I, I think that we're. I mean, obviously, we were two and three. I think we're basically level with them. Yeah. Even if we're on the road, I don't think it's any different. Yeah. So, the the decision was weird, and the game showed it. We never really looked good. We were bogged down in the midfield a lot. It just wasn't. Yeah. Flat. I mean, I know you made the comment uh, several times during the game that uh, the, just what the, the midfield is just playing way too deep. I think you're mm-hmm. or that first that first line. But. Yeah, I mean, when you when you consider the four three three, you have your your midfield kind of changes. You know, in a four two three one, your midfield has two tiers. Yeah, and then in a four three three, your midfield only has one tier because you take all your guys and put them up front. Well, yeah, against Seattle, they were consistently 
30 yards out from our own goal. Yeah. And it, every single time we got possession back, there was like 40, 50 yards between the midfield and our attackers. I mean, there was there was nothing that was going to happen. You could not play the ball out of the back at all. Yeah. And you, it was just, it was just weird. It was, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but uh, Dotson was back in that game after suspension. Yeah. I think I've right. said that several times this yeah. year, at least twice in the last few games. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I think the you know the mean Gasper, Gasper, Gasper. What did I Not say? Dotson. Dotson. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Dotson. Gasper. Of course, <laughs> people know what I meant. But uh, yeah, I mean, so other than that, but Dotson um, wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other kind of the one of the subplots going into that was of course Ozzy Alonso's return to Seattle where he had yeah, been right. for the last and he received a very warm welcome. He did. He, was, he got that. And I will say this about Ozzy. Yeah, was that after the game? Yeah, he, uh, they presented him with uh, the kind of like I think it was their best eleven from yeah. Yeah. from their basically existence there at at least Century Link Field. Yeah. I will say this about Ozzy in that game. He turned it up one notch during that game. He was oh, kind of I, all over the place, you know. And he was uh, making some hard tackles and doing some things that yeah. you could tell that meant something to him. Yeah. Um, but, again, guys, second place was in our hands. Oh, yeah. And with just a draw. With just and, a draw. Yeah, and, and we would have been playing it. Dallas. Yeah. I think Which most people would prefer that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure that. we talked about it a couple of pods ago. Where I mean, who, as we said, who would you prefer? I think that I think at the time we were in second, and Dallas was in right. seventh. So that's yeah. would have been the matchup. And it a second. I mean, not just not just that matchup in the first round of the playoffs. It's it's the fact that with a win, as, as the second seed, you're then setting yourself up for another game at home. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it, it was. You, you can't. They couldn't just sit sit down and say, "Oh, no. we made the playoffs." There's no. nothing to play for. Far from it. There was a lot to play right. for. So, during the game, they were doing live updates. Of course, decision day. Right. We were in fifth place for a while, but then our yep. old friend Christian Ramirez saved us twice. Willed his team, his new team, Houston, to a victory over the. Well, I think playing the Galaxy, right? Right. Correct. Yep. Over the Galaxy. So we end up in fourth place. Right, which gives us a home playoff game it, against the Galaxy. And yeah, I mean, there, at moment, like you said, at moments during that game, mm-hmm. I mean, I was following on like on my yeah. iPad, but they kept showing it on the broadcast yeah. as well. I mean, it w- it could have e- easily and was mm-hmm. during parts of that game. It could have been a, an opening playoff match on the road at LA Galaxy right. Balloons instead. It's at Allianz. And yeah. it, you know the the one thing with this matchup is that, and I guess we'll get into it more maybe is. We've never won in L.A. against the Galaxy. Yeah. We've never even taken a point. No. So so having them come here is better. Better. And their defense has looked horrible. They have. Of course, our offense has not looked great in the last 10 games either. No, it hasn't. So something's got to give. Well, the finishing hasn't. Yeah. Mm. So we're playing the Galaxy on Sunday night. Right. Um, and then if we do win that game, we go to LAFC. We go to the bank. And uh, so the road to the cup for us really goes through Los Angeles. It does. I mean, pretty much. We we definitely have the hardest yeah hardest trip to the well. Yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, I mean, I think almost any team in the Western Conference could probably say the same thing. Well, you I know, mean, we some, well, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the in the several rounds. But, well, yeah, but yeah. Um, so my feeling is going into Sunday, I think that. 
I mean, I think on some of the uh, websites I've seen, we're a 60% favorite to win. Right. For home team. Yeah, 64, I think. Six, yeah. Um, the only problem I see is Slayton getting hot. Well, you know, one thing. Yeah, I mean, I think one one thing I like is uh, I think it, it was just just a few days ago on Twitter, and uh, I think it was like it was OptiData or OptiJack, as they're known on Twitter. You probably know what I'm talking about, yep. but uh, they actually named their kind of MLS best eleven, you know, based on their statistics. And what I don't think it's MLS official or anything no. that might that won't be decided. No, they're later. not. They're but, based out of the UK. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, in, included in their best eleven was, of course, Zatlan Ibrahimovic. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's four. But also, Michael Boxel was inclu- included yeah, in that was, as a center back. Was. So I think that actually sets up for a rather intriguing matchup. You yeah. know, this Sunday with yeah. uh, Boxel, you know, having to you know be big against Zatlan. So yeah, um, I'm looking forward to this game so much. It's the first playoff game in Allianz Field history. Supposed to be pretty nice weather. Um, it's going to be a packed house. It's going to be loud, and it's going to be uh, going to be fun. And the turf will be interesting. The turf will be interesting. Yes, yes. Which may play in our favor because Slayton apparently hates bad turf. He does. Because yeah. last time they were here, remember he kicked the. He yeah, he picks them up and threw picks it, up, it and threw yeah. it. He was all mad about it and everything. And so yeah. maybe that might be a good thing. We're yeah, used to play on shitty. Shitty surface. And <laughs> he yeah. hates it. Yeah, it's a new surface at least, but uh, we'll see how the Tommy Johnny's football game goes. College football game goes the uh, Saturday before. Well, uh, and I hear they're like going to test out some, you know, water soluble uh, paint, which they know. should. Well, they almost have to with the. You don't need time, that. But. You don't need that football lines in there for that. You know, I mean, we we've said a lot about this, but oh yeah, the reality is if. We're in our own stadium. Yeah. On Sunday, and there are football lines. Yeah. On that field, it's well, going to be a complete embarrassment. It's going to be. Yeah. yeah. It will be. And yeah, if the I turf mean, is screwed up because of the football game. Well, and you know, yeah. St. Thomas, St. Thomas could be uh, calling Allianz Field home for the foreseeable future, as they kind of, you know, they're they're they could be. Potentially shifting out of Division Three football into well, Division One. Yeah. Well, uh, no. no, I, no, I, I say that kind of no. jokingly. Yes, I think, yes. in fact, no. uh, Chris Wright actually shot that. I guess you'd call like theory down. I would hope so. He shot I mean, that it down. would be actually really logical. It would be. It's the right size. But they never let that. United right. would never let that happen. There's no way. Even this year's game is kind of a pain in the ass. For them. Well, and I'm pretty sure they even said this year's game was the only time they do this. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure I read that. Yeah, it'll just be interesting to see how the field looks. I mean, obviously, it's a new service. They, Like you said, they ripped it out right after the LAFC yeah, yeah, game. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, I mean, even the best of surfaces, you know, you're going to see divots, yeah. plenty of them, and you're going to see rough patches of sod, you know, where, where like you said, the bat, you know, the the line battles take place and I mean exactly it's it's just it's going to happen so they're going to be repairing that all night and all day yeah. I'm assuming but yeah. even yep. a repaired field is less than ideal in most cases yeah so with that said boys we have a playoff game coming up this Sunday we do I think it's going to be fantastic Dave will not be there he'll be in Vegas yeah no I mean I, I, I've got to get out there to Vegas just to check out the you know the, the gambling scene and, and see sure. how, how, how much action is going to be spent sure. on the Loons LA Galaxy yeah, game you should, so sure. hopefully I'll pl- make a wager or two so sure. we'll see um, so when we come back from the break we're going to talk a little bit about some history of soccer in the United States so 
Do we want to go over the rookie defender? Oh, quickly, yeah. We before can, we do that? Yeah, quickly and do that. So yeah. MLS came out with their finalists for all the awards this yeah. today. And Ike Parra is a finalist for Defender of the Year. Yep. Uh, Vito is a finalist for Goalkeeper of the Year. Right. And Dotson is a finalist for Rookie of the Year. Right. So, and the finalists, are, there's three. Those are the finalists. Yep. So, Three finalists in each category? Yes. Okay. So I would hope that we'd get at least one of those awards yeah. in-house. I mean, if yeah. you look at it, it's a, it's a tough, you know, it's a tough... It's a it's a tough it's a tough one because you know there's a lot of good goalkeepers in MLS. Yeah. Um, Bill and Mead. We could rattle off Sean Johnson. I mean, I don't know who the other the goalkeeper. In yeah, the you know, I didn't are, even look at the list. I should have. I, I didn't really didn't. either. But we're That's a, bad on us. Yeah, yeah I saw the I saw. <laughs> yeah, we're a fan podcast, so obviously yeah. we, we know who we want to win. But uh, I mean, well, Ike, we want all three of them to win. Ike Opara is certainly deserving, of course. Um, he was an all star, Opara, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's and he continued the strong form. Although, I mean, I think actually in Seattle he kind of didn't. He kind of had a few early lapses. So, I mean, but well, you know, he honestly, I think Seattle he had some lapses. Uh, there were a couple occasions against LA that he had some lapses. He was yeah. awful against Houston Sporting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. In, in my opinion, this is a hot take. Yeah. But in my opinion, I don't think he deserves it. I think there's too much that went into the team around him yeah. that throws into question how big of an impact he really has been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when you look at the fact that um, Opta statistically yeah. ranked Boxel higher. Yeah. I mean, he he had better stats overall. Yeah. Um, I, I just think when you consider the fact that we have Ozzy Alonso in front of him, we have Jan Gregus who is arguably um, one of the newcomers of the year. Yeah. We have Romain Menier on his right, who is newcomer of the year. Who was up for the, yeah. the long list yeah. of newcomer of the year. So, to me, it, it's, it's one of those things where our defense mm-hmm. has been so much improved yeah. that it's... I just am not willing to say that it's Ike Paul. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a fantastic defender. Yeah. Um, but I know Miles Robinson is one of the other yeah. candidates, and he's been phenomenal in Atlanta. Yeah. So I, I just think, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll definitely be ecstatic if he gets it. But, yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the one of the big things that came out of these awards the long list, you know, Adrian Heath is on Coach of the Year. Of course he was. And he didn't make the short list. Um, and I think I would have been upset about that had Almeida yeah. made the short list. Yeah. Because of how much San Jose completely collapsed at the end of the season. But really, we're the same same situation. Pretty much. I mean, they had less turnover. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think the end of the season results showed that maybe the midseason boom that they had yeah. was a coach bump. Yeah. And it wasn't actually reflective of what they were doing. Of course. So I, I, I'm I okay that Adrian was left out. I, yeah. And just, just to clean clean this up a little bit, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I mentioned the goalkeeper of the year finalist, and I mean, I'd like to see Vito Minone mm-hmm. win that. I was actually just off the top of my head, I was I was actually right. It's uh, the finalists are Bill Hamid, DC United, Sean Johnson, New York City FC, and Vito. So, I mean, he's 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 got some competition. Yeah, you know, and he, I think he finished finished second in the league, I think, for shutouts. Yeah, and yes. third for saves, and not like that. far behind as far as the shutouts go. I think he's only yeah. one, maybe two mm-hmm. behind, and then. As far as Defender of the Year with Eichel Parra, you have Miles Robinson from Atlanta, yep. of course, and then uh, Walker Zimmerman Walker yes. with LAFC. Zimmerman. So, again, yeah. you know, a couple of quality players there. So. Yep. And oh. Zimmerman, definitely. Yeah. I mean, L.A.'s been fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's. Uh, I hope we win at least one of three awards. It, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. I, I mean, I think... I mean, maybe Rookie of the Year is the best chance. Yeah, and, awesome. it, you know... Even there, I feel like he didn't get as much opportunity to build off of the hype that no. he probably should have. But and his his hype really was when he was well, playing in the back, you know, in the back. Well, he was really yeah. doing well, and then he kind of put him in midfield, and he's kind of like learning well, again. You I, know? Yeah, and he he's, was with another player the exact same style, yeah, yeah. and type of player he is. Yeah. So it was, it's just kind of weird. He, yeah, the the fact that he got the hype was out of necessity, mm-hmm. and it. We didn't need him anymore at the end of the season. Yeah, so. that, that, I mean, I think what's going to help him out maybe nationally is his highlight real goals that right. he scored. It, yeah. I mean, that's maybe what even got him on the mm-hmm. board. I mean, he, had so, he was a solid player for, you know, for all, in all the opportunities he got. But his goals, some of those goals were just yeah. stunners. Yeah, I mean, the the bangers only mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, even MLS picked that yeah. phrase up yeah. for him, so... I'm, again, guys, it's nice to see these guys in the awards, you know, conversation. We'll see what happens. Um, so, when we come back, we have some history of soccer to talk about. Yeah, some surprising history. Surprising history. And uh, a story about crab legs. I'll leave it at that. I- I'm still concerned about that one. Nah, I won't be too concerned about it. So, uh, so, we'll be back from Omni in a couple minutes. back everybody we're still in omni as you can hear in the background there is a band playing uh you guys know who it is i'm not gonna say who it is but you guys know who it is. i think right. i know yeah we don't want to give them credits because we don't want to yeah we don't want to pay the rights fees or anything like that we're still in omni guys we got some more beers um i picked up the uh, time machine throwback ipa and it's your typical ipa i don't know why it's called throwback i didn't read about it but they use hops that they found on the ground from 1850 or something. I don't right, know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what did you guys pick up? Um, I did the Shantytown Brown. Oh, I've nice. had it many times. Oh. It's a great brown ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, felt like cutting back on the alcohol content might be a good idea. Yeah, probably. It's Monday. Yeah. I should say that again. This is a Monday. Usually we do these on weekends or Tuesdays or, or Tuesdays. Tuesdays or Thursdays or Thursdays. Right. But never Monday. Now the reason why we didn't do it, I'll get to your beer in a second, David. The reason why we didn't this weekend because David had a final project for his class. Yeah, and he was very busy all week. 
Very. And so we said, we'll do it on Monday just for Dave. Yeah. Yeah. And he still feels like he doesn't want to be here. Well, because reality is, if I don't pass the final project, yeah. I have to take the class back over. Do you have to pay again? Yes. How much is it? Two grand. Mm. Oh, we can make that. I mean, and now, advertisers. <laughs> a few more years of podcasting. <laughs> and you know, if I do pass the project, yeah. I'm done with my fucking MBA. So, you know. Yes. So everybody pray for David. Say, pass your class. I'm a little stressed. I can see that. When will you find out the results? Because that is a big deal. Uh, probably end of the week. Mm. Yeah. We're praying for you. Good thoughts. But you know what I'm saying is that I know you texted me and said, yeah, I'm I'm fan out. Yeah. But once you get here and you start talking, doesn't you feel a little bit better? Yeah. Does a little this bit. make you feel yeah. a little better? A little bit. Have a couple beers, chat with the boys. You know, being able to sit in my Jeep for five minutes eating McDonald's yeah. actually I, kind of helped a little I, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, I don't care what day of the week it is, boys. Whenever I get to do a podcast with you guys, it could be the worst yeah. day of my life when I come oh. here and I have a great time. That's why, yeah, I'm maybe doing yeah. it on Mondays and not bad thing. Oh, it could be. could be. So, uh, Dave, what'd you get? I uh, I had to go with the birdie putt. So this is, I think oh, I yeah. mentioned it earlier, this is this will be the second birdie putt I've ever had. And I, I enjoyed the first one thoroughly, so I'm going with it again. I should say that I almost had the next episode... Uh, that David Sterling recommended highly, uh, but yeah. uh, I just decided to pass on that because uh, yeah. the alcohol content was a bit high for, yeah. for a Monday night. So, yeah, no, but the Birdie Putt's a nice IPA, and it's uh, it's refreshing. I swear Omni's got the Monday night rocking tonight because they, they turned the music up a little bit. Apparently. <laughs> How's it hitting on the levels here? Oh, it's hitting. It's hitting? That's good. Uh, so we really don't have any more soccer to talk about per se. I mean, well, let's, we could circle back and, and mention that yes, uh, Minnesota lost at Seattle. The final was one enough. One enough. Yeah, I feel so like one. we should do. That, yeah, we but. should say that. Yeah. Um, but we do have something cool to talk about that David found an article about um, about the history of soccer in the United States. Yeah, and actually, I did not find the article. I was going to ask you how you stumbled upon um, this one. Someone else found it doing research on soccer. Okay. And then Bruce McGuire oh, Bruce. retweeted it. Yeah. And I saw it, and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So, I have to ask you guys. Yeah. If you were to think about the very first soccer game ever played in the United States, where would you guess it was played? I would, I would say New England. Right, right. New England, say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anywhere, you know, whether you're talking about, I don't know, New York State or Connecticut yeah. or somewhere yeah, like that. Exactly, exactly yeah. right. And that, yeah. That's what I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. So when I saw this article, I was a bit surprised well, to find out that it was not only Wisconsin, well, yes, but it was Waukesha, Waukesha, and it wasn't Milwaukee, though. I guess yeah. Waukesha's close. It wasn't Madison either. It wasn't Madison. Weird. Yeah. It wasn't Green Bay that's been around for a really long time too. But they no. like they like egg ball. Right. Yeah. It was it was Waukesha, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. The first game, known game to be played in the United States mm-hmm. was October sixteenth. So yes. very close yeah. to very two close. days, two yeah. days from anniversary. Eighteen sixty six. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Three years after the FA mm-hmm. in England. Created the rules yeah. for association football. Yeah. 
So it's pretty incredible. And what's interesting about this is if you read the article, um, they said they probably got the idea from a dime store or nickel store well, book. Yeah. yeah. And, and they, they actually, in the article, they made a point of saying they don't really know how like they would have gotten the idea to play exactly. a game like this. They can only speculate that maybe it was from one of these dime books yeah, that yeah. were popular at the time. Because it, it, it matched up with what mm-hmm. they were doing. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it, it's pretty incredible because you... You don't really think about what the rules were back then. Of course, yeah. And, it, I mean, so it was played between 22 and 25 players. Yes, yeah. yeah. And well, and that's odd, that's odd that the two sides had different numbers. Exactly. Of players. <laughs> they, they apparently didn't care. Um, well, you know, maybe it was because it was Carroll College mm-hmm. and then some... Amateurs. The, well, I, yeah. So maybe they gave Some, them three extra players. The young men of Waukesha. Yeah, yeah. The young against, men of Waukesha. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the young men of Waukesha needed a couple more people. And they it, might have. And yeah. it's funny. The article makes a point of saying the uh, the young men of Waukesha, so to speak, were uh, significantly bigger yes. than the, well, the, boys of, the boys of college. I'm sure they were Carol farmers. College, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, you know, and it, ultimately, the every every goal yes. was considered a game. Yeah, and they wrote they switched fields switched every fields, goal. Yeah. Yeah. I just have a feeling like the, the whoever was writing the article for the uh, the, the Waukesha Freeman at, at the time. Um, I think the subscription was like you could get a it's, it was a weekly paper at the time. Yeah. and I think the subscri- subscription cost was like two dollars a year. Yeah, I or think something that's like what, that. Yeah, but I just wonder if the the uh, the author of that article had no idea what he was watching. Well, exactly, probably not. Right? <laughs> and it, the drawings that come with this come with the article yes. are incredible. Yeah. If you want to, I mean, maybe Tony, you want to read the first... Uh, I'm going to read to you guys what, the, the, what first the, the article says. I'm going to do it in my old-timey voice. So here we go. At least part of it. There was a match game at football played between the students of Carroll College and the young men of Waukesha on Thursday last. <laughs> the challenge was given by the college boys. The others had the first phase of direction in which to kick, but this was changed every time. Seven games were played, of which the college boys won five. The players on the college side numbered 22, on the other side 25, and were altogether larger men. The whole game was well contested and last, lasted nearly an hour and a half. The young men of Waukesha have challenged the college boys to play them next Thursday at 3 p.m. on the fairgrounds, and the challenge has been accepted. <laughs> well done. Well I mean, done. it wouldn't be nearly as funny if I didn't have alcohol in my system. <laughs> well done. Thank but like you. I said, I don't know that. Old time voice. And I'm going to have to really fix the levels on that. But you know, I don't know that the author had any idea of what he's watching there, but uh, yeah. he described it well, I suppose. Yeah, you know, uh, Dave, you pointed out that they didn't have crossbar. Mm-hmm. No. They just had two posts. Two uprights. posts, yeah. Uh, they didn't technically have a goalie. Yeah. The person in goal couldn't touch the ball with their hands. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really incredible. Oh, another yeah. another rule that I another one that I think they called it the fair catch rule, where I think you could mm. catch the ball in the air, then set it down only if you put your heel into yes. the ground. Kind of like, and then you had a free kick. Kind of like rugby, kind of. Well, well yeah, kind of. I mean, because they there's another part that was a lot like rugby, where yeah. he said that they would they would either clump together mm-hmm. or they do a line. Down the field. Okay, yeah. and that's very rugby. I mean, yeah. like a scrum. Yeah, you could tell that it was but very in the rules that I mean, in the rules that I think they were playing with. I mean, it said specifically you can't make contact with other right. players, mm-hmm. and you can't. They made it very clear that you can't use your hand, except for apparently that one, you know, uh, fair catch rule that they had. But. Yeah, I mean, 
No he, tripping or hacking. Yes, there there are very obvious carryovers to mm-hmm. current football. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just really intriguing. If anybody wants to know the the dime store book that we previously mentioned was called, and now I lost it. It was something about football and cricket. Oh, but. Another interesting thing too was you could play the ball behind the goal, kind of like hockey. Yeah, so yes. I mean, they, I mean, they were theorizing how these, you know, this the, the, these boys from Waukesha and Carroll College, how they knew about this game or how they decided to play. And I mean, I think Dave, what you were referencing was uh, a Beatles dime book of cricket and football. Yes, yeah. it was Being a complete a cook- guide to players. Mm-hmm. And containing all the rules and laws of ground and game. So, so yeah. What what it, what's interesting? It had the rule. It had the it, like this particular book, which they theorized was where they got this, is because it was published in New York in 1866. Exactly. But it, interestingly enough, it has the rules for playing football or soccer, rugby, and the Eton game, which is somewhat similar to American football. Right. So. Yeah. Sorry, boys. I have to break in. Late breaking news. We talk about when we go to breweries, we always have either dogs barking or kids being yes. loud. We just had our We infant. just had the baby being yes. loud at the brewery. It's about time. There we go. So even in a shortened episode, yes. we still have managed to do it We're good to go. every time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if anybody wants to know, it's, um, it is the WisconsinSoccerCentral.com. Yeah. That's where the story is from. Originally from the Waukesha newspaper in 1866. Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's great, Arco and David. Thanks for bringing this up because um, we, I mean, we watch a lot of soccer, and it's always interesting to see like the beginnings of how it started off and yeah. what the changes have been made and all that type of stuff. And you're right. I mean, the think about it being in Waukesha, Wisconsin. You think like New England or yeah. somewhere on the East Coast, but no. And you know, I feel like this article even mentions that there was a game played like three days later in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's hard to it's hard to, you can't say that this was the first game of right. what it's we just know the as first soccer reporter. that yeah. we know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting article. I mean, it's great to talk about soccer uh, history of soccer in the United States and uh, oh, there's Wisconsin, unfortunately. But you know, you know, beggars can't be choosers. And you know, we always just need one more example of how Wisconsin's better than everybody else. Let's let's not go there with the fin- and the Finley talk too. We bring that up just a little bit. Finley made some comments the other day. He did that. He feels like he's kind of a, well, he's a Wisconsin. A fe- he's a fence setter. Did but he, he's a Wisconsinite. He's a Wisconsinite. I mean, did he use the term hybrid or not? Yeah, I mean, he said he was a fence setter. I think he said yeah. fence setter. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. He said he grew up in Wisconsin, but he's from Minnesota, and uh, he plays in Minnesota, so yeah, I guess the Wisconsin people like Minnesota soccer. I'm fairly certain that he was he was skirting the issue of he's in fact a Packer fan. Oh yeah, and a Badger fan. Yeah, and a Brewers fan. I bet yeah. anything. Yeah, probably. I mean, if you grow up and spend your entire life there, that's probably what's wrong with that. Yeah. Obviously, I don't mind the Brewers, Packers, and talk about those. At least they're better. David? Sorry. Not an egg ball podcast. No egg ball. So, guys, um, to finish this up. Speaking of. 
we have, uh, well, yeah, the Packers and the Lions play tonight. Uh, big game. Battle for first place. Battle for first place. Um, you know, guys, we have a lot of a lot of uh, political upheaval in this country right now. A lot of things going on. We had a Trump rally here. It's a mild way of putting it. We had a Trump rally here yeah, a couple days ago. There was some, you know, there's a lot of upheaval. There's impeachment going on and stuff. Yes. But guess what? The biggest battle, from what I see in the news, is about crab legs. Okay. Crab legs, boys. Now, have you guys had crab legs before? You're talking about king crab? Or? No, just crab legs in general. Yeah, I, I actually hate crab. Okay. I like crab. Yeah. I just find it annoying to eat. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, it's too yeah. much work. Okay. Yeah, just, but it's delicious, I think. So we've had a little bit of a problem with crab, crab legs, specifically in buffets. In the past couple months, we've had two big incidents. I can imagine. Where fights have broken out about crab legs. Oh, I wasn't expecting fights. Mm. Oh, there's fights. fights. I, I was thinking it would be like bacterial infection. No, it's fights. Okay. It's a divide in this country about crab legs. And uh, are they Trump supporters? I don't the crabs? Know. They might be. So, uh, <laughs> back in February, police officer named Gerald Johnson was just trying to enjoy his Friday evening dinner at the Meteor Buffet when crab craziness sparked unrest. This is pretty good. Literally, as I sat down and maybe took two bites out of my plate, he said, pandemonium struck. There's a woman who's beating a man. People are moving Beating. around. Plates are shattering everywhere. Beating. Yes. The officer moved in to break up the fracas. He watches two diners, an elderly man and an adult woman, started fencing one another with metal tongs used to pick up crab legs. Oh, God. <laughs> now, hold on, hold on. That's what gets me right here. So they're using the, the tongs. They're fencing. I, like when you, were, when you were a kid? Yeah. Like you'd fence? This is an old guy and a young woman going town over crab legs. And you know the only thing that could have possibly made this better is if they were using the crab legs to fence. No, I'm, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Because oh. I actually have a story about crab legs after this is over oh, right. that will bring us all together. Okay. So, when tempers cooled, Johnson and the battle, sure enough, had been about crab legs. They've been waiting there for the crab legs for a good 10 or 20 minutes. When they finally came out, it's very heated. So people get, crab sure, legs yeah. come out and they get crazy. Especially if someone's taking more than their fair share. Everyone was saying, they cut me in line, she cut me in line, he cut me in line, I was here first. The Tong duelist, John Chapman, who's 71, and Chiquita Jenkins, 39. It's an age difference. Were both arrested. According to News 19, Chapman was charged with disorderly conduct, Jenkins was third degree assault. And I saw a picture of this uh, John Chapman online. He had a cut in his head from one of the tongs, I think. Explains yeah. the assault charge. Yes. Yeah. So the people are fighting over crabs' legs here. Okay. A day later, yeah. There's there's a picture of Chiquita and wow. Now that is a gash. That is a gash. Band aid on it. Yeah. Chiquita looks like what I thought she'd look like. But uh, and Mr. Jenkins, who's seventy one, has a gash in his head, and that's what I thought he'd look like. That's yeah. I, I, I was just hoping to find a video of the actual. Well, fight. there's no video. I look. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, there should be videos of all of this. But, I mean, boys. it's not hard to find if anybody's looking. Just all you have to do is Google crab leg fights. Yeah. yeah. That's number one. But uh, a day later, a thousand miles away, a similar outburst interrupted the dinner rush at the Queens Buffet in Queens, New York. On February 23rd, a woman only identified by the New York Post as Christine watches her 10-year-old son attempt to get some crab legs. Okay. An adult woman nudged the boy away from the line with her hip. 
I was like, can you please do me a favor? I appreciate if you kept your hands off my child. Sure. And the mother comes over and she was like, you already had the first two batches. <laughs> I said, listen, he's 10 years old. He's going to grab maybe six or seven and we're leaving. We're going to keep it moving. When the woman called her a slur, hmm. everybody came over and started screaming. A brawl exploded inside the restaurant. Video from the flight showed hair pulling and flailing arms. According to the restaurant's manager, two groups mixed it up. One pack of 16 people facing off against a group of seven. <laughs> they had kids, both groups of families. It was out of control because at that time it was so full, they were so busy with customers. I know they started shouting, yelling, so I just told them, calm down, calm down. By the time police arrived, everyone involved in the fight had fled the restaurant. I, I should mention Wait. now... There, there's actually a genre of YouTube videos devoted to documenting hungry eaters picking clean, picking clean a new crab, crab leg servings, well, metal tongs battling one another for every last leg. Yes, um, and I'm talking about crab legs, people. So here's the thing: these people go to these buffets, and it must be like fifteen ninety nine or yeah, yeah. And they, they go up for crab legs, and they wait for the crab legs. And they get in line like it's concert tickets to, like, Lasho Metallica. Right. And then they get cut in line, and people start fighting over this shit. I mean, it sounds like Walmart and Black Friday. I know. I'm not a fan of buffets for many reasons, well, but I guess you can just add this be to one my list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't I mean, like seriously. buffets. Yeah. We have divides in this country right now politically, but more importantly, about crab legs. Well, no, I don't. I don't think there's. I don't think this is a well, actually, divisive issue here. I think everybody loves crab yes, legs. They we're do. all on the Point, same it's page. The exact opposite. <laughs> but we're so united for that we're crab fighting for crab, crab legs. legs. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're going out of style, which maybe says yeah. that we need to be divided. <laughs> because even if we are united, we still fight. Guys, so this go actually this ties into a great story I have about crab legs, boys. Years ago, me and Kelly were at the Red Lobster in Maple Grove before we had kids, and we're sitting there, and um, there was a uh, an older couple, probably in their seventies, sitting right next to us on the table, and we we're in a booth. And there was a family sitting on the other side in a in a booth, right? And the dad got crab legs. All of a sudden, on the corner of my eye, I see a crab leg come flying across and hit the old man next to me in the face. Okay. The four-year-old kid at the parents' table had flung the crab leg. The old man sure. went in the face. And I couldn't stop laughing. The old man looked at why me like, that? you're an asshole. <laughs> then he went back you? to the family, and the, the gentleman was very nice. He said, I'm sorry my son threw it. The old man and the old lady, they laughed because the crab leg got thrown in their face. Why didn't he just eat the crab leg? What, the old man? Yeah. I don't, yeah, he was pissed. Maybe he was allergic to crab. Have you seen a crab leg? Somebody get in the face with a crab leg? I've never seen anyone get hit in the it's face with a crab leg. It's comedic gold. Yeah. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold. That kind of reminds me. Do you, yeah. I mean, do we have time to, for me to tell my favorite crab leg story? Well, go ahead, please. I, uh, I, I actually don't have one. Oh, you don't have one? <laughs> no. I was just going to be like, this is <laughs> I don't scary have a, because I, I don't, don't have, have one at all. Leg. But, I mean, it's you know, it's it's funny because it was a young kid and I laughed my ass off. Yeah. And uh, Kelly was like, stop laughing. I was like... I mean, it's funny. I, I, yeah, I would have laughed too. If I got hit in the face, I would have laughed too. I'd been like, no, that's hilarious. I mean, I might have been upset for a brief moment, but then yeah. I laughed. Yeah, I, come on. But hmm. again, guys, what are we fighting about food for? When we should be fighting about democracy. 
I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> this is not a political podcast. It's not a political podcast. Interesting. I mean, it's, yeah. it's an yeah. interesting yeah. story. Yeah. It is. Sorry. The tong fighting, though. I mean, yeah. you said tong. Tong fighting. Yeah. Tong. The tong way, fight. the way you described sure it was pretty cool. Like they were like tong fighting, not tong fighting. Fencing, fencing yeah. tong. They're fencing Very with different. tongs. And, and when you first, honestly, I have never had a crab leg at a buffet. I didn't realize yeah. it was such a hot commodity. Well, the most, one of the most popular buffet items there is. And I, so when you started talking about tong fighting, I'm like, wow, it didn't even make sense to me. And then when you wrapped up the buffet part of it, I'm like, oh, they were literally at the buffet, had yeah. tongs in their hands, so there they you go, fighting. there's your weapon. Yeah. And I've been to prime rib buffets before, and See, I've never seen fights happen. It's going to ruin tongs right. now. From now on, there'll be like plastic tongs or... Well, yeah. Right. Like or it's going to be like paper. And that's not going to work for picking well, they might have, You know, they might have hired somebody to be the tong guy. Right. Or like... Be literally someone behind... Yeah. Like, that's right. You know, like that's they have, right. they have right. somebody cutting your, like, meatloaf or prime rib. Yeah. Now they're going to have yep. to have somebody yes, handing yes, you the yes, crab yes. legs. Yeah. Like, keep coming, keep them coming, keep them coming. Yep. A few more. I mean, it, it's a sad day when everyone starts going off the rails over crab legs. Yeah. What have we come to in the society? Very good reference to the song that's yes, playing in the background. Exactly, Again, yeah. you aren't actually <laughs> playing the song in the podcast. Again, come the off the rails. See, but now, technically, good job. I could play the song. You could. And I've now referenced yeah. it, so it's you have. okay. It, it, it's yeah. really nice of Omni to uh, kind of sync their soundtrack up to yes. our podcast. It's very nice. And we start talking about crazy people <laughs> fencing with tongs, they'll throw on a little Aussie for us. Exactly. I appreciate it. So, boys, this has been a very short podcast. Um, let's just give a little uh, update about what's going to happen in the next podcast. We don't know yet. Because yeah, we don't know what's going on. There's potential for a playoff game and another playoff game and potentially right. another playoff game, and they are they're quick firing at this yes. point. So yes. we cannot do a game after or a podcast after every playoff game. Well, right. So we do kind of fit into the two week window we roughly do, yeah. because I mean we, the playoff game is is almost is six days from now on the twentieth. If they win, if Minnesota wins, they will be traveling to LAFC on the twenty fourth. Thursday the 24th and then that would lead into the following weekend so we'll see so we have it's going to be a little bit of a should we give our picks we probably should we can yeah I mean Um, nothing's changed I haven't really dove deeply into this game but the fact I will say this Minnesota has only lost once at Allianz Field correct it's been a fortress they've played well against good teams they've played well against bad teams but for the most part, you know, they've only lost once. They've played well. If you're going to sum it up, they've played very well. Yeah, yeah. Especially defensively. There's been a lot of those, you know, one to nothing games, you know, yeah. you know, one one draws. Uh, there's been a few outbre- out, you know, outbreaks of offense, like, say, against Cincinnati and a few other games. But uh, I like the fact that it's at Allianz Field. Um, yeah. and, and that being said, I think if we're going to roll into the picks, I, I'm going to pick Minnesota in the low scoring game. I, I would love to see. Goals scored left and right, but I mean, how do you, how can you project that based on, you know, recency bias, basically? Right, yeah. So, and I mean, I'm in the neighborhood of, of you know, the boring one to nothing or, or two one score. And I mean, you'll, you'll be in Vegas, so you should put a bet on that. Yes, yeah. 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 That would I, be a smart bet. I am going with you. Yeah. Not with you to Vegas, but yeah, with right, your right. picks. Yeah. Um, and, and saying that 
I I agree. I think it's going to be we're going to come out very defensive. Oh yeah. Um, I think Slayton's going to get himself a goal. And I think we'll win 2-1. All right. Uh, you know what? It's bo- As boring as it is, I- I'm with you there. I mean, even in several of the most recent games, I mean, um, like LAFC, for example, the last home game at Allianz, uh, uh, that game could have been 3-2 to two or 4-3. to three. Right. It could have been, but it wasn't, thanks to, in large part, to Vito Minone and the woodwork. But uh, I'm, uh, So, yeah, let's give a go to – I'll give a goal to Galaxy, like you said. Exactly. I'm not giving it to a Galaxy. I'm going to say our defense steps up in a notch. Like they did before. Like yeah. They did before. I think Vito is like on his head all game, making great saves, showing that he's going to be the goalkeeper of the year. I'm going to go 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. Okay. Right, so We're at home. The crowd's going to be hopping. Our first playoff game. I'm the optimist. I'm, we're going to be there. So I mean... So we've all got uh, United with um, two goals. Two goals, sorry. Yeah. Two one, two zero. Yeah, I, I mean, I like that. I mean, I, I think, I hope it's not a uh, two one. Wasn't uh, Kansas City two to one where that game started out so flat? Yeah. Kansas City took the early lead, or uh, whether early lead or not, they took the lead first. But Minnesota found a way to come back in that game and win two to one. It, it could be a game like that. Yeah, I mean, I think what I look at it as is it's going to be one one. Yeah, and we're gonna will the fans are gonna will us They're to will us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like it. I will say this, and we have to mention Johnny because we mention Johnny every podcast. Oh boy, yeah, it took a while. Yeah, so uh, Johnny He's, will be at the game with me and David. He won't. He won't hear it because I doubt he listens. He'll home. be. Oh yeah, he'll he'll be in my seat. He'll be in your seat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and he has to pay an extra what uh, sixteen cents? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um, so, um, but uh, I will say it's gonna be fun. Uh, David, Dave, we're going to miss you there, buddy. I'll miss it, too. You'll be in Vegas, but uh, you'll be watching. I'm, yeah, I'm sure I will. I'm going to have to break. I'm, I should say, I, I hate to say this, but I'm going to Vegas almost specifically for an NFL weekend yeah. of, of betting, sports betting. Mm-hmm. And uh, But uh, that game is at you know 7.30 Central Sunday, mm-hmm. so I'm going to have to break away from our soccer crowd. I hope I can, or from our football crowd. I hope yeah. I can... Uh, pull Nels away with me. He should. But yeah, he should. We're planning on being in m- massive sports books, so I'm yeah. assuming I, it won't be a problem to yeah. see this game. But if you I have to, not. if I have to, there's plenty of soccer bars in Las there's Vegas, so it's watching the game won't be an issue. I'm, I'll even be able to bet on the game. So. I'm wondering what the giveaway is going to be. I wonder what they're going to give to the fans. I don't. I, I bet there won't be anything. I, I was going to so? say, and, and the first playoff game. There, there might be a pennant or something like yeah, you got at the be. opener, I which like I wasn't that. too impressed yeah, with. I that, that. I, that would be. I still have it. If I was predicting a giveaway, that is the best I'm, case scenario. I'm uh, going to say scarf, like a free, like playoff authentic scarf. jersey. No scarf, playoff scarf. Mm, first mm, playoff mm, at Allianz Field. I can so, see. First it. playoff in team history type of scarf. I'm I'm going to go with a cardboard cutout. Of Adrian Heath. (laughs) Really? Well, could you imagine all those being in the stands? (laughs) I mean, that's fair. I mean, I think, you know, the organization probably feels like he got snubbed for his uh, lack of Coach of the Year nomination. Well, I. I could go. We could talk about that yeah. forever, but we could probably it, do an episode. It is what it is. Maybe we will. it is what it is. Um, so again, those are our predictions for this game coming up. Um, it's going to be fun, and like I said, our, our podcast schedule will be a little different because of the 
playoffs coming up. Right. The last two, the last two years, we've been able to, or last year. Two years. Two years. Yeah, we've done this for yeah. two years. That's the third year. Uh, we've been able to go into the off season and go, oh, we're done now. Right. We're, we're, we're nothing to talk about. Um, but uh, this year's a little different. Yeah. So, you guys anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? I don't think so. I feel like, quick, this song that's on right now. Yeah. This song was on the movie The Hangover, right? As it was, yeah. So, it's fitting yeah. that Dave's going to be headed to Vegas. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there you yeah. go. With like this said, song, again, right. they're, they're aligning perfectly. It's, it's, their soundtrack is going Now, preferably, right with let's not have your visit to Las Vegas <laughs> turn into well, I'd The hope. Hangover. I mean, if you want to get because randomly married to a stripper, and I guess if I remember fan. correctly, when they played this song, when they played this song in the movie The Hangover, it wasn't yeah. a pleasant scene for uh, Zach Galifianakis's character. Right, <laughs> they punch in the face from Mike Tyson. It yes. was. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to try to avoid that. Right. I could also say it's kind of a song going into the playoff game. Is this you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Is this Phil Collins or is this Genesis? It's Phil Collins. Okay, I always get mixed up on that. Yeah, I would never be able to hit that. My advice, number one show. <laughs> number one. <laughs> number one show. Um, A but, quick uh, Euro trip reference yes. there, I think. No, this song was one of the songs they put. I, if you guys ever watched uh, the 80s thing from CNN, they talk about the TV of the 80s, and my yeah. advice comes up about, and this was the song that kind of made oh, that show, because yeah. it was a whole... It was a sequence of a car driving for the whole song. There was no action. It was just the car driving with Crockett and Tubbs in the car. Yeah. And people were like, how's it going to work on TV? People were going to like turn away. Right. But they kept watching because the song and the whole cinema- cinematography was so good. Right, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So. Um, That's it. Anything yeah. else, guys? You good? No, that's good. I wanted to stretch another 45 seconds. That a good catch. Yeah, there you go. The song, so, uh, like I said, we'll be there on Sunday. They will be in Vegas, but uh, it's going to be a great time. Yeah. Myself, Tony, for uh, Dave and David, I have one last thing to say. All right. We do have to talk about some uh, sponsors. Right, yes. But before we talk about sponsors, we want to say that you can find us on what, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, Facebook, Twitter. Give us a like on Twitter. Instagram. Instagram. Give us a like on Twitter. Um Pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, right? We're there. So I do want to say uh, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. For myself, Tony, this has been Dave and David. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Go Loons!
Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.